Welcome to Millennial Money Matters, the show about new financial technologies and why young people should care about them. I'm your host, Ryan Weeks. Today, we're talking about Bean. Bean's a personal finance management tool that's on a mission to prevent people from wasting money. Unlike others in this field, Bean is less concerned with categorizing day-to-day spending with a view to getting people to cut back on, say, coffee or smashed avocado. Instead, Bean analyzes your online bank statements and identifies recurring payments, everything from gym to electricity payments. Users can then surf through these payments and easily identify any that they no longer need, while at the same time Bean will highlight any that it believes users are paying too much for. Bean doesn't simply identify pain points, it can often take an active role in the actual cancellation process of what it calls zombie subscriptions. In short, Bean wants simply to hum away in the background and have the back of its users. Let's find out more. I'm joined today by Peter, who is the founder and CEO of Bean. Peter, hello. Hi, thank you for having me. No problem. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. It's almost Christmas. <laughs> it's almost Christmas and we're in an extremely trendy podcasting room, such as I've never been in before. Yeah, I think we're, uh, we've been spoilt for a, a nice room today. and uh, Yeah, and we're officially so, on air yeah. as well, according to the sign. Yeah, yeah. Just need to stop people coming in yes. halfway through and interrupting us. So yes. uh, you have a fancy sign there. Yes. And we're here today to talk about Bean, which is your company. Uh, I think it might be useful if you begin just by giving a very brief overview and then we'll drill more into some of the details. Yeah. Um, so Bean is a uh, personal financial management platform. Um, now, Today we don't have my jargon bell, bell and I, okay. but I am going to be harsh straight off the bat okay. because we have had a, a personal finance management platform before, but not for a, quite some time on okay. the podcast. So could you just very briefly explain what that means? So yeah, basically we are we're a platform that links to your bank account and to scan your online statements, okay. uh, and we then use that data to help you improve the way you spend money. And essentially, what we really care about it being is making sure that your that you don't waste your money. Mm-hmm. Um, when if someone spend ten thousand pounds on a holiday, then great for them, awesome, they enjoy it and they're making that the right decision. But what we don't like at being is is if someone signed up to a credit report and they don't use it, they don't need it. There's free alternatives available, and they just forget about it and they just have ten pounds taken out of their account every single. Um, every single month, uh, and that's to us as wasted money. So what our platform is entirely focused on is trying to make sure that we maximize people's income and we eliminate any waste in their money. Okay, so you mentioned a credit report, but give us an example of some of the other things that being can identify in a person's yeah. finances and sort of cancel out, if you will. Yeah, so what we do is we are specifically focused on, for the moment, on, cons- on people's recurring payments so that's um can be energy bills that can be subscriptions realistically they're, they're the two predominant the, the main ty- the yeah. two main types so that can be anything from how much you're spending on your overdraft every month mm-hmm. to how to paying for a uh, insurance contract either yearly annually quarterly uh paying f- signing up to an app on your mobile phone that charges you four pounds 99 once a year and you've completely forgotten about it um, to a gym, to your electricity, to your mobile phone contract. Right. It's, right. it's a massive array of, uh, of products and services that fit into that category. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we sort of found from our analysis that actually it's, it's pretty much 50% of all spending now is in this, this area. Um, and the reason why we're sort of focusing 
on this area is when we talk, there's a, a lot of apps in the space that are, are very good at helping you understand sort of categories you're spending and how much you're spending on, say, coffee or the avocado toast is the, is the big one sure, these yeah. days that people like to, uh, apparently people are spending so much money on avocado toast they can't afford a mortgage. Famous for sort of uh, doing a counter campaign. Against yeah. But uh, we, we've yeah. had a few of those kind of spending categorization yeah. companies. Yeah, on yeah. so what, what we, so we don't do that. We really focus on keeping away from that because we kind of believe that, if you want to buy your avocado toast, go buy your avocado toast and you, sure. or your coffees every day. That's your choice. You're there at the point of purchase. You're handing over your card. So you're making the right decision. And there's very, very little an app could ever do to change that behavior. Uh, in fact, if we hadn't, if we create an app that said, don't do that, you'll probably delete us because it will be annoying. And we're, and we're telling you things that you, you just don't need. Sure, don't need yeah. or want to know. Yeah, you don't need yeah. the added guilt after having a full English breakfast and being told <laughs> that you're having a full English breakfast. And now, yeah, you're having a full English breakfast and now you're in your overdraft, you're like. Sure. But, so we... I've we've gone slightly more old school than avocado toast. Fair, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're, we're really trying to say, as you say, you've sort of had a bit of a, a renaissance against that, but we don't see the value in it. We've used those platforms before, uh, we've seen there's some good stuff, there's some bad stuff, but we just don't think that or don't seem that people want to go into a banking financial app every day. What they do want is something that just has their back, just hums sure. away in the background and lets them know when there's things that they can do to actually improve their financial situation. Okay. So we have we have heard that before on the show as well. And um, um, when you guys are focused on uh, from parity, which I think you guys know, and they're mm -hmm. more focused on debt, you're focused on recurring payments. Mm -hmm. You identify them on behalf of your users. What is this uh, in the journey? When is this in the yeah. journey, rather? Is this yeah. when you sign up to the app that they get identified immediately? Yeah. Yeah. So what we do is uh, you sign up, create an account with us, and then you link your online bank statements to us. And it is um, an app or is it a website? So it's a website. Okay. So the reason for that being we, we understand you can produce very nice interfaces on an app, which is great if you're trying to produce a game or something that requires you to play with every day but this is a relatively set it and forget it type platform so website means we can get to everyone sure. immediately uh, and then we notify people through email or whatever and we we, we work through a website okay um, so yes yeah, so you, you sign up you connect your account takes a minute or so for us to get your data, analyze it, and then we show you a simple dashboard of every single one of your recurring contracts that we can find, okay. um, which you can then go into that contract, see how much you spent on that contract over a period of time. Only the outstanding ones? So you, can, so, you can tell? So any, any contract we can identify, um, if we think you used to pay for it and you no longer pay for it, we'll put it at the bottom and gray it out and say these are old contracts. Anything that we currently believe to be active from what we can see, we put up there and we show you. So there's no real need for categorize, categorization. There's no that you don't. There's basically no way to or no need to enhance that data set. It's just ready out out the door for you just to see. Okay, you can go down every single contract. Go. Do I need that? Mm. If you if you don't need it, then you can let us know within the app, and we will sure. help you cancel that that subscription. Um, or otherwise, we'll let you know if you're paying too much for something, and we can try and help you. Uh, spend less. So you will help me cancel that subscription. Yes. So how exactly does that, does that work? You're taking on the burden of chatting to my energy company, for example. So normally it's cancelling of subscriptions or an optimization of bills typically is how, how it splits. So if, say, you're, you have a credit report, 
Mm-hmm. Um, you give us some information. We'll go and speak to the, get on the phone with them, or we'll send them an, an automated letter based on what you've done to go and uh, cancel that thing. We will have gone through that process with that with that merchant a few times to make right. sure that we have so a robust system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we sometimes there are merchants that aren't happy to deal with us. They need to speak direct. They need to have sort of direct authorize direct authorization from the the. The customer. the customer, which is fair enough for some people, um, I think there's some lobbying for us to be done <laughs> to, to try and make it easier for consumers because it is really these subscription traps and zombie subscriptions, all the rest of it are are really hurting people in the pocket. I think we there's some there were some stats out the other week from an advice service, and if you total it up, it's like six billion pounds a year we're spending on yeah. on unused subscriptions, which is is mental. Um, it's really interesting and not really talked about on the sort of the national stage this sort of idea of wasted capital yeah. and, and, and fintech I think you know many fintechs that we've spoken to have a role to play in identifying areas in your finances mm. where you're double covered or where you're overpaying something you're yeah. paying an old contract yeah. something like that yeah and it's yeah it's, it's anything simple as just yeah I, I think I've done that I've done a number done fallen to, into this problem a million times before setting up the business where I had like two holiday insurances and one just one's on an annual one's on an annual auto renewal. Um and because that annual auto renewal you just completely forget about it. So you yes. sign up to two in, travel insurances or you've got like I said, credit reports are always always a big one for us or and or even a gym you don't go yes. to anymore. So it's a massive, massive area of, of spending yes. that people if you get rid of that spending, you immediately Create extra cash, and 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 you know this is a weird bit of context, but I think we yeah. talked about it when we first met. You know, I think the Brexit bill that they're, they're currently talking, mm. which, you know, everyone's so obsessed with, yeah. talking about it being thirty nine billion a day or something yeah. like that. Well, or or, or slightly under that. I can't. It, it won't exceed anywhere. That, maybe it's it. up to fifty, isn't it? Right. Between thirty five and fifty. Well, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? But you know, in in the context of that, yeah, you know, suddenly six billion, you know, wasted on just these sort of these zombie payments. Yeah, we're talking about actually. Suddenly, it seems like quite a lot of money. Yeah, um, yeah, it, and it comes down to it's a few hundred pounds per person, yes. and if so, and that's money post tax on the rest of it. So it's it's real money. It's yes. it's enough money to I don't know pay off someone's credit card bill or pay for a holiday yes. or contribute towards a mortgage uh, a um a mortgage yeah. a deposit on a mortgage on a house, which is the whole. It's a it's a bigger pile of money than avocado toast, basically. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, just one technical before we move on. One technical question on recurring payments. So, would you identify, for example? So, some are obviously quite easy to identify because they're they're mm. quite metronomic. Yeah. Um, would you be able to identify, for example, if I'm paying manually bills to a landlord every month? This is a personal example. Yeah. And it fluctuates each month because maybe the cleaner didn't show up or something like that, or I'm paying it on a slightly different date because it's manual and I'm not very efficient. Would you identify that, or would you not? Yeah. So we, the way our algorithms work is there's certain parameters, uh, and with that we use to pattern match and find recurring payments. Transaction data is great in the sense it it's quite a sort of census data. It covers everything you're spending, but it's also very thin in terms of the depth of what's going on. We don't get a lot of fields of data. Right. Um, so it's so in some ways there's it's difficult to pick bits up, but because we're working on pattern matching rather than relying on the payment networks to say this is a direct but debit this is a continuous payment yes. authority it's more likely that we'll pick okay. up so that type of payment that. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay um action points 
uh, for you guys beyond simply identifying those recurring payments. You can also, I believe, kind of flag situations where a user might consider using a different service yeah. or something like yeah. that, but not immediately. Um, talk, talk us through how that works. So yeah, so the first, so the way we work is, or the, the sort of our value propositions, we're trying to take the brain work and the elbow work or the effort out of reducing your spending or managing your, your, your spending. The first part is the identification piece. The next part is the action. So the first example was the cancelling of subscriptions. The second is um, optimizing of bills. So when typically when someone comes into a platform and signs up, we generally find that they're in contract on a lot of things like insurance contracts, mortgages, uh, mobile phone bills, even uh, energy bills. You find a lot of people are sort of halfway through their their contract, so they don't have immediate savings available because there'll be massive exit fees, or or whatever. So, and so we sometimes, or sometimes you just need to let the contract run out because sure. you just not they're not going to give you any money for cancelling it halfway back for cancelling halfway to yeah. the, the contract. So then we will proactively notify you when we believe that you can get a better deal on other right. things. Um, so I think a lot of people play with talk about energy uh, comparison and, and energy switching, which is certainly an area we work in, we, we're doing quite well in. Um, but as I've sort of mentioned, insurance contracts, finance contracts, telecom contracts, even letting people know about um, their, uh, how, how overdrawn they are or how much they're spending on their overdraft. They, we can make it very obvious that they should be with a different supplier. Um, when those contracts come to an end, yeah. when 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 they're at a point that it would be financially beneficial to switch, and, um, and at that point, who is it that you might recommend? Do you have sort of designated partners? So we are working with a number of partners in each vertical to try and get as much of the market coverage as we can, rather than going. And there's some really really basically good. There's a lot of very good aggregation websites out there or companies out there that essentially have large panels of. Uh, credit cards or insurance providers or energy companies etc etc sure. out so there. So you're working primarily with uh, a kind of another level of intermediary yes. which, are, yeah. which are basically sort of comparison websites? Their front facing would be comparison website but if you look at their back end of the website is we see them as a aggregator okay. more than a comparison journey. We might Early on, we generally pu push people into a comparison journey, but there's a lot of things that we can, can and will be doing over the next year or so to make that comparison journey as easy as possible uh, okay. and try and get people as close to the answer as possible. That said, say car insurance, there's a, you acquire around 50 fields of data. Right. Uh, you're not going to get be able to auto-populate all 50 fields of data sure. from transaction so data. So it's the difference then. I think what you're saying is that the difference between aggregation and comparison is comparison requires quite an active user journey. The yeah. user has to go through and yeah. populate a lot of fields. Aggregation is more the aggregator understands the customer and behind the scenes there may yeah. be a panel of providers yeah. but they link the yeah. one that they think is best suited. Yeah. Well, yeah, the aggregators just pull the market together. They pull the providers together and they, they know everything, every product or as many products on the market as they possibly can. Then there's the layer above then, which is traditionally people see a comparison journey. Um, I think there's a lot, lot of fintechs around there which are trying to make that comparison journey a lot easier yeah. um, because it's, it's quite a big barrier. And I think we're trying to lean on work with the best people we can find in that space yeah. to make that that as good as uh, that journey as good as possible. The thing is that with so what we also do recognize, um, and I've got quite a lot of experience in the the comparison space, in that 
I know that only about 20% of the market of the market will ever pick the cheapest, very, very top of a comparison table because there's always different factors. Maybe I'd say on insurance that some the excess on the number one versus number two is a massive difference in excess. So it's uh, or you know, energy maybe the cheapest, cheapest in market is a Tim Pot company's just turned up and sure. and, and yeah. they're trying to grab market yeah, share. Lots yeah. of reasons not for not, yeah. not for racing to the bottom. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So what we're trying to do is provide we will be providing our users with a a range. We always want to show them a large or the right range of products in the right way to help them make the right decision. But the ultimate decision is always on them and for them to choose. The product that they want. Sure. What we also realize is that anyone can sign up to Bean for free. It's great now, and then they can use one of our notifications, go off to compare the market, and or Money Supermarket, or U Switch, or whoever, and do their own own comparison journey because they think they'll be able to get a better yeah. deal by doing going to a brand they know for that. So we need to keep work with the best suppliers in the market to make sure that we have as good a panel of uh, products as any of the major comparison sure. websites. And you mentioned there that Bean is free, and this is always a slightly odd question to work into Millennial Money Matters yeah. episodes because you think, well, you know, do young people really care how the apps and websites that they interact with for financial services make money? Yeah. But I actually think that a lot of them do because that uh, you, you mentioned Tinpot Energy Company not going to be around very long. Mm. You know, I think people want to know that the apps and financial services that they're that they're going to be using are going to be around yeah. for a substantial period of time. Um, otherwise, you know, they're on pretty infirm ground. Yeah. So, how is it that you guys make money? Is it primarily through these, or how is it that you intend to make money? Because yeah. it's a fairly early stage. Is it primarily through these relationships that you mentioned with these providers? Yeah. So the way that we our predominant revenue stream that we are finding and, and plan to be getting is by um, essentially taking a fee when someone does switch. Now, there's a an argument to say that that means that our, um, we will be skewed in our decision or how we present data. Now, we, we basically look for a flat fee regardless of product in any given vertical. So we, we aren't incentivized to give one product versus another product. Um, within a pa the panel of people are going to, uh, we will help people switch to. Um, and that also incentivizes us in the sense that because we get that affiliate fee or that, that fee when someone switches, we only get paid if our users save money. Right. So that's where our revenue comes from. There's there's other ways of looking at it. At it so we and the could, fee comes from the provider anyway. It's, yeah. the, it's the provider that is yeah, exactly. losing a yeah. portion of yeah. you know, the, the, the user is not losing anything in that. Exactly. Yeah. The, the user doesn't lose anything. It's the same way as comparison websites to take their fees um, and they are operating it. They are enormous businesses on primetime TV every single day. Uh, so it's it's definitely a, probably the most scalable way of working in this market. There's there's other models where you could say you could take a percentage of how much you've saved. Um, but realistically, providers don't change their products based on whether I take a percentage of it or I get an affiliate fee. So I'm actually just cutting into the amount of money you're saving okay. versus taking that affiliate fee. Um, and or we could, we could, we could look at premium services. There's a number of things we're looking at, but our, our main area is, is that commission model, but also a com, but aligning our commission model to, with the, with our user journey and our, our values as a business. Sure. Um, I can use this term because we've already defined it, but I always ask personal finance managers sort of, what is the scale of your ambition? Because 
it always strikes me that you know the ideas are always great yeah but you know digital banks which obviously have all sorts of opportunities mm. available to them are doing certain things that are not dissimilar to what you guys are doing or what parity are doing mm-hmm. or what um you know i can't think of any other things on my head clear i think yeah. there's another one um and if they're not doing exactly what you're doing, it feels like they, they could either buy you very quickly or, you know, they could build something not dissimilar and it would be very well suited to their customer bases, you know, that they'd really benefit yeah. from. Yeah. So like so so what's the what's the like what's the sort of the five year journey do you imagine for a company for a company like yours? Yeah, so I think there's there's probably two parts in that question. One is what we're doing and also that secondly what the digital banks. I mean yeah. there's some great digital banks turning up. Um I mean, to be a bank, in my view, you need to do the basics right in terms of keep people's money safe, make sure it's available when they're spending it, and give good interest rates. Um, and that interest rate is typically where most banks make an, an enormous amount of money. So that's really the... If if, a, if any digital banks wants to make some money, that's where they, they, I mean, they generally focus. Offering savings accounts yeah. currently, no one, with the exception of uh, Atom. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Atom seem to have moved away a little bit in their strategy from talking about current accounts there very much on sort of loans and savings now. Um, but I'm sure other people will will follow in one way or another. But Well, we know Zopa, who actually, no, they have not been on the show, but Zopa has appeared to be becoming a bank and their whole model will be built around uh, savings and overdrafts, essentially, yeah. in addition to their yeah. people. Exactly. And I think for consumers, what do you really want from your bank? You want to make sure you get a good interest rate, you want to make sure your money's secure, and you want to be able to pay easily for whatever you want. Um, so that sort of so, but because we're not concentrating on that, that allows us to really concentrate on not even the customer journey of being a bank, but it allows us to co- concentrate on the everything you do with your money, mm-hmm. um, or where you spend your money. How can we help you spend your money more efficiently? So that allows us to concentrate on where we are concentrating. Now, the scale of our ambition is: I mean, if you were to, to look at the comparison websites, you've got the likes of. Money supermarket who are worth, I know, close to two billion pounds. You've got Compare the Market who had a who pulled their IPO this year, but they were looking at somewhere around three billion pounds as a yeah. as a valuation. So purely concentrating on a UK focused um, engine to help people s- reduce their spending on the, all the main contracts of energy, insurance, financial services. Uh, mobile phones, et cetera, et cetera, there is an enormous market. There. Yeah. Billions and billions of pounds worth of market size available to us. Yeah. Um, so really, so, so our focus is trying to find, to be a really great proactive engine in that space yeah. for users so they don't have to think, oh no, when I'm, when is my car insurance renewal up? Uh, oh, wait, which other comparison website should I go to? I can't remember their names. They all seem the same and you just end up having to spend yeah. a fortune on uh, TV advertising to be that yeah. that opera singer that, yeah, that people yeah. are going to get in front of. Sure. Um, for us, it's... I thought you might give us a rendition there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe off, off air. Yeah. Um, so that I think that's a, a really interesting market for us uh, and a very big market that that we can, we can play in. Okay. Um, now, Peter, as you know, every founder interview ends with the £1,000 question, which is simply, what would you do if I was to give you £1,000 right now with no strings attached? How would you spend that money? Well, uh, good question. Um, and it's coming up to Christmas, um, and I have very much struggled to put any form of Christmas list together. Um, everything's great at the moment. 
this is doing well, the family's doing well, everyone's doing well. Uh, and that's not the case for a lot of other people. I very much would donate the money and give it, give it away. Um, there's okay. some really good, obviously great charities like Crisis. It's, it's very cold outside at the moment. So you've got yes. Crisis or you've got, there's a number of refugee charities where you think there's, there's a lot of people who've been displaced and they aren't able to put a blanket around their babies, which sure. is, is horrific. Yeah. So, um, a thousand pounds would go a hell of a long way in that space. So I would a hundred percent put it in that direction. Well, that's one of the worthier answers we've had. So very good answer. Um, well, thank you very much for joining us, Peter. And uh, we look forward to seeing more from Bean uh, in, in, well, in the next five years, yeah. according to the five year plan. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Great to speak to you. Cheers. Cheers. Time now to introduce a person who would certainly not like to be told that they've been eating too much avocado on toast. It's the millennial. Millie, hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Now, you've been having a look at this bean for us. Yes, I have. And what do you think? Are you tempted to use it? I am tempted to use it. I think I'm going to wait uh, for an update because actually one of the banks that I use is not in their uh, bank list. Oh, I see. So they can only sync with certain banks. Kind of. Yes. So I've seen my first direct, but my Monzo account isn't supported yet. Ah. And I have some subscriptions there. So it's not all encompassing. Now that's kind of counterintuitive, wouldn't you say? You'd think that they'd be able to sync up with digital banks more easily. I know. Yes. Revolut either. So they don't work with Revolut either. So I'm just waiting for the next update. Okay. So actually they're not catering that well to true millennials. Exactly. Okay, interesting. Um, and the actual service, do you like the way that it's a little bit more hands-off than maybe some of the other financial health, personal finance manager apps? Yes, I think it solves a big problem in the way that you, when you want to cancel, you have to get in touch with someone, you have to, you know, listen to the whole pitch and then say again that you need to cancel. And I think just the feature of them cancelling the contract for you is very, very useful. Oh, I see. So you like that when it actually comes to cancellation, they take the burden off your hands. Exactly. I would I would use it just for that. Okay. And are you using it? Are you signed up? I am signed up. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed that, for example, like my gym doesn't show up and that's for me is a subscription. Okay. So, so uh, it's one or two. Yeah, exactly. So okay. I think they should work more on like including... <laughs> all of my subscriptions so I get a clearer picture. What percentage would you say they've caught? 80%. 80%? Yeah. And and the types of uh, payment that they've missed, is it thing, could could you categorize those or is it a bit random? Um, Yeah, so my gym is one and then the other one is, you know, uh, my electricity is pay as you go. Uh, So I just fill it up, but for me it's still a payment that I, you know, pay monthly and subscribe to, so. I guess, yeah, it's not a reoccurring payment, but for me, it's, you know, something that I pay monthly and I would like to show up in, in Bean. Okay. I suppose it's a bit difficult at this stage to give a full review because, of course, it could be most useful when some of your contracts start to run out. But, exactly, yes. Um, so you'll be waiting for the notification. Yes. Yeah, okay. Or, like, I, I'm really keen on using the switch thing. Yes. Uh, where they, like, propose another, like, cheaper option for yeah. you for you to use. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to check in with you at a later date then. Great. Cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's all for now. Remember that you can subscribe to the show via both iTunes and SoundCloud. If you run or run into an interesting fintech business, or even an uninteresting one, and you'd like it to feature on the show, holler at me. Farewell. <laughs>